Hey everybody, it's me. Just wanted to go over a couple of things before we get into it. First of all, holy smokes. Thank you all so much for the response to the show so far. We ended up at number one in the other games section of iTunes, which is just completely bonkers. So thank you. We're blown away and super motivated to keep making the show better, which leads me to the next point. Partially as a thank you and partially to create an easier jumping off point for the show, we've decided to put up this bonus episode, which is the supercut of episodes one and two. So if you've already heard those, you may want to give it a skip, or you may want to reminisce ahead of the all new episode three coming next Friday. Being a supercut, some stuff is skipped, like turns of combat when nothing happens, and some of the really dumb banter, so if you happen to be listening to this first, and you're thirsty for more of our hero's origins, go back and listen to Eps 1 and 2. Finally, as we've said on both episodes so far, Gracie's audio is pretty rough due to some audio demons that we have now overcome, so we sincerely apologize for that, but it's all up from here. That's it for me. Enjoy the show. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a dungeon. <laughs> uh, T doesn't like that name, I guess. But we'll come oh, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I think it's not bad. Anyway, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, and you're going to listen to it. Uh, my Whether you name, like it or not. Yeah, I mean that's that's how most like franchises work, right? Like you kind yeah, of have you're to, like strapped down. And that idea of a, yeah. a captive audience, man. Right? <laughs> you really gotta like literally captive. Yeah, like, tie yeah. them down and make them listen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm Ben McAllister, and I'm gonna be a dungeon master. Uh, I, I, that's mostly my day job, but yeah. I've decided to do it on the weekends as well. Um, <laughs> why don't you all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Jackson Newsard, and I will be playing Jody Mastana. Oh, yeah. We'll come back to some character details later. But let's, yeah, that's yeah. just it. Uh, I, I in the real world, am uh, <laughs> Thomas Owen, and I will be playing uh, Dun Khan. Uh, I am Grace. I'm the feminine flavor in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just no. so you know, it's not one guy doing a bunch of voices. <laughs> and I'm playing Drusilia. Uh, Jody is a human monk. Sort of uh, grew up in a monastery, worked as a sailor for a little bit. Uh, believes that there's nothing quite like a sweet stunt. T, tell, tell me about Dun Khan. So D- Dun Khan, uh, he's a dwarf fighter. And he's a veteran from the uh, wars against the city-states. Became a little bit uh, disillusioned mm-hmm. with uh, the idea of uh, hierarchy and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and what about you, Grace? Tell me about Drizzy. 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 Yeah, um, she's a sorcerer. <laughs> she... Um, is also a half elf. Um, she's just really out to have a good time. <laughs> you know, you know our sorcerers. Um, yeah, and yeah, is possibly running from a slightly mysterious past. That, I um, see. So I'm going to dive on right into this little set piece that I've constructed. You find yourselves in a world of war. 
The kingdom in which you all live, Carthus, has been embroiled in conflict with a league of city-states to the east for longer than any of you have been alive. To many people living far from the front, the war is something of an abstract notion, something they're aware of, but it's not really present in their everyday lives. They think of it only when soldiers pass through the town or when the taxes are raised in service of the war effort. Others, who live closer to the conflict zones, are not so lucky. Rumours suggest that when the war began, the kingdom held the upper hand, but in more recent years, the coalition of smaller city-states, known as the Eastern League, has begun to win some ground, uh, in part due to new technological advances. Regardless, the war shows no signs of being resolved anytime soon. The three of you have been travelling together for some time, as the roads are extremely dangerous. Highwaymen and opportunistic bandits are commonplace, not to mention the other, less mundane perils of the world. You're making your way to a small town known as Ashbrook, in the middle of a forest known as the Ashwood. Duncan, an old friend from the war, Garrick, has gotten in touch with you regarding some mercenary work, and asked you to meet him there. As you arrive in the town, you hear and see a host of the King's men standing in the town square on a makeshift stage, proclaiming that any noble person with an able body will take up arms in service of King and Country. They're trying to raise a new force for a push east into some contested territory just beyond the front line. You can see, across the town square, the inn in which Garrick asked you to meet him, the aptly named Ashbrook Inn. And uh, that brings us to play. Is Ashbrook the town? Yes. Yes, it is. Marvellous. (laughs) Aptly named. Yes. Very cool. So, are you guys proceeding to the inn? Yes. I'd say so. With haste. Okay. Certainly not going to approach those soldiers. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Duncan doesn't like soldiers. Oh, yeah. Perhaps um, Josie pulls her collar a bit tighter around her neck and just walks towards that inn. Oh, cool. Interesting. Are you... You're wearing a collar? I've I've got a cloak on. (laughs) A travelling cloak, Jackson. (laughs) I thought maybe it was just like a... Like a separate like a collar as well. Yeah, like a choker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Druzzy maybe had a very particular style. I don't know. Well, if you look at these um, costume yeah. sketches everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe that could be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Druzzy's rocks choker. Like a sweet choker, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you guys proceed across the town square to the Ashbrook Inn. It's probably like late afternoon, early evening by the time you're arriving in town. Like maybe you can see the sun starting to go down. You head into the inn, and uh, it's it's quite busy. It's starting to get a little bit bustling in there as the day comes to a close. People are coming in to grab a drink or some food. Uh, and it doesn't take you, Duncan, long to notice, sitting in a booth on the far side of the bar, uh, your good friend from the war, Garrick. He's a half-elf man, uh, somewhat grizzled, and he's sitting there sort of uh, nursing a pint. Feel free to play D&D now. <laughs> um, well, I think probably uh, I will go and be like... Garrick, how are you? Ah, Duncan, it's good to see you again, friend. Uh, is this the uh, extra muscle you've brought along for the job? He says, indicating to the rest of your party. I flex. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, I make a performance check? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's your strength? Uh, it's ten. Okay, so <laughs> I'm actually pretty slender. But just anyway. a straight up and down performance check. There you go. That's an 18, my friend. Oh, <laughs> Somehow you, like, grow yeah. muscles that you don't I, have. I get my thumb in behind and just kind of press it up. <laughs> Garrick is uh, suitably impressed. Yeah. Ah, a fellow strong lad. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the long and short of it is, uh, I've been engaged in the service of a scholar from uh, Carthus City. She's a, she works in the university there. I've worked with her for a little while, exploring some uh, old ruins and things of that nature. She uh, heard through her studies that uh, 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll let her give you the details when she arrives. Uh, you'll have to forgive her if she's uh, a little bit cagey. She, she uh, feels like she needs to move uh, quietly. She doesn't, for some reason, she doesn't want a lot of people to know where she is. So she's actually asked us to meet her later in the evening. Uh, she said she'll find us. Cool. All right. Uh, How well do you know this lady? I've known her for a while. Uh, after I left the army, uh, I spent some time bumming around Carthus City and uh, I've been engaged in her service for about six months now. Are you sure we can trust her? She's been very good to me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet she has, man. He uh, doesn't really take too kindly to that joke. Like, he just kind of like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't like that very much. Um, very good. That's, that's, that's Yeah, I mean, understandable. Cool. Okay, uh, so later that evening, after you've all probably had a couple of drinks and uh, chatted with, with Garrick some, some more, uh, at a certain point in the evening, a tall, slender, robed and hooded figure appears in the doorway. Uh, she gathers Garrick's attention and uh, he ushers you all outside. As you make your way out of the inn, you can see, like, you just sort of catch out of the corner of your eye the silhouette of this figure, like, disappearing down the alley between the inn and the next building. And I assume you guys want to follow... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty dark. Uh, Garrick's just kind of walking. He doesn't look too concerned. He's just kind of like, oh, come on, let's go. Uh, you make your way down into this alleyway, and you can't really see much that's going on. You, you can't actually see where the figure has gone. Um, and then as you're kind of looking around, you hear a voice from the darkness say, Garrick. <clears throat> and then uh, she sort of emerges, or this slender figure emerges from the shadows in front of you and says, it's good to see you again. Garrick says, <clears throat> and you... And she says, are these uh, the mercenaries that you found for me? And uh, she regards the three of you, and Garrick just kind of grunts in acknowledgement. You get the impression that he's a man of few words. And that uh, he's also had, like, four or five beers at this point. <laughs> so he's feeling a little bit. Uh, yeah, she introduces herself. Uh, my name is Valeria. I'm sure Garrick's told you I'm a scholar from the university in Carthus, and uh, I'm not sure how many details he's given you, but I'd like to engage your services as... Something of protection. I'm heading out to investigate some ruins that I have reason to believe are nearby. And uh, I don't expect any trouble, but a girl can't be too careful these days, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah, dangerous times. What yeah. are the ruins? Uh, well, I'm sure you perhaps you don't understand the importance of uh, secrecy in, in these scholarly pursuits, you know? If I let everyone know what I'm researching, then someone might beat me to the punch, so... Jack your steez. Yeah, yeah, for... I'm really worried about people jacking my steez, as it were. Uh, you, you don't need to know about the nature of the ruins, I suppose I could say. I'm going to make a uh, persuasion check mm -hmm. uh, based off, uh, look, I get your need for secrecy in your academic pursuits, but I need intel if I'm going to undertake an operation. <laughs> fucking Navy SEAL operated Duncan. <laughs> and I rolled a four. <laughs> she kind of is. <laughs> well, uh, look, Garrick's vouched for you. I'm, I'm sure you guys are, are more than capable of handling anything that we're likely to encounter along the way. I'm expecting uh, the entire expedition to take something in the region of four or five days. If you're willing to have your services engaged... Uh, then I'd ask that you meet me near the stables uh, at first light. We'll have to head out very early if we want to make our way to the temple. Cool. Consider me engaged. Cool. So uh, at dawn, you guys make your way over to the stables, and you see, like, Garrick saddling up some... There's two horses on the front of this wagon. I might um, ride up top where I can see what's going on. On top of the wagon? 
Like no, what? like I'm assuming there's a seat next to my good friend Garrett. Oh yeah, lies, lies. Just fucking gripping the top of the wagon, yeah. like looking out in all directions, like I've got eagle eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys um, head out. I guess the two of you are sitting back in the more covered part of the wagon. Duncan is sitting up top with his good friend. It's Duncan. Duncan is sitting up top Duncan. with his good friend Garrick and uh, Valeria. And you proceed along on the road. Uh, so you're heading kind of like northwest out of Ashbrook, um, off into the Ashwood. So, uh, what are all your passive perceptions? That's 13. 10 plus your perception modifier. 13. So it's 10 plus? 10 plus the number that is next to perception. On I'm page. 15, sorry then. Yeah, that was Mine my bad. 12. I see. Well, in that case, uh, Jody, you notice uh, some distance up the, up the road. You've probably been traveling for like most of a day. It's getting towards the evening at this point. And you can see like a, a parked wagon uh, up in front of you on the road. And you can kind of see a bit of a commotion. And there's another, like you can, you can make out there's like two wagons. Uh, one that's like pulled off to the side of the road and like very much stopped. And one that is stopped in like the middle of the road. Gary goes, ah, I don't like the look of this. What do you think that is? Is it blocking the road? You'll, yeah, I mean, you can't really go around it. Yeah. Um. I think we sort of have to push through it then. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't go, under go it. over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, conceivably, we should hop out of the wagon and approach. Yeah. At the yeah. ready. Yeah, all right, sweet. So as you guys uh, walk closer to what's going on on the road here, you notice that, like, the one cart that stops in the middle of the road is, like, richly appointed it's got like silken sort of like siding on the back of it and like it appears like it's the card of some like wealthy folk and the other card that's pulled off to the side is like very spartan and uh kind of looks like um well it's it's bearing the king's signal it, it the king's mark it kind of looks like a military wagon and indeed standing in the middle of the road uh hassling some what look like sort of wealthy people that are sitting on this nicer cart are a couple of people Soldiers dressed in uh, the the mail that you recognise as belonging to members of the army that you were once mm. in, and uh, as you come up, you can hear the the guy sitting on the front of the car saying, "I just don't understand. I've come down this road many times before, and there's never been a tariff. You won't convince me that I have to give you thirty percent of my goods in order to pass." And the soldier uh, that you see at the, the head of things, who is a, a large chainmail clad lady, uh, says. Well, that's the price of doing business. You're welcome to go back the way you came, but if you want to go this way, that's what it's going to be. What do you guys want I, to do? I call out, like, 30%, that's a terrible con. That is, a, like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm just, like, shaking my head. Like, so you're just believe. yelling this out? <laughs> yeah. She says, I don't remember asking you. I put my head in my hand as I contemplate what you've just said. Yeah. I, I approach, and uh, can I see what rank? They are. Presumably, I can recognize their rank. Uh, yeah. So, like, there's... All right, yeah, I'll give you the scene. Um, so, sitting here, you've got the two dudes who just look like grunts. Yeah. And the one lady who is wearing the chain mail and talking to the uh, guys on the cart. She is uh, wearing the insignia of a sergeant. Uh, I approach them. Mm-hmm. I ask, uh, when was this tariff put in place? And I guess we just exude an air of authority. Like, yeah, I, I flex again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I say, I say, Sergeant, when was this tariff put in place? This tariff was put in place recently under the authority of the king. We need to raise money and uh, supplies for the war effort. Do you have some sort of written proof of this? Some she, documentation. She sort of like puts her hand on her scabbarded sword and says, I do, but I don't think you need to see that. 
I'm going to make an intimidation check with my hand <laughs> on my sword. Uh, and I'm going to say, oh, I definitely need to see that. And I roll a 19. So with my proficiency and my flat charisma, that goes to 21. Dang. <laughs> um, she's intimidated enough to sort of look a little rattled and say, boys, I think we got a problem down here. And uh, you see the other two guys, who one of them who's got a short sword and one of them who has a short bow, kind of stiffen and, like, you've gained their attention. And she says, I don't want any uh, bloodshed unnecessarily on the road here. So, uh... Wait, real quick. Did you just Crocodile Dundee then? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sword. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. So, um, you've definitely uh, got them to be aware and worried about your presence. At this point, T, can I get you all, actually, to make an insight check? Yeah, in fact, I'm trained in that. So yeah. I'll definitely... And T, actually, you've got advantage on this insight check. 23. Um, I'm so... 10. I thought you were, like, at least 22. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, my first roll was 18, so I'll ignore the two that I got with advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my training, that is 21. So, I'm okay, 23. So, at this point, uh, the two of you notice, not so much Brasilia. I'm looking at the birds. Yeah, that, like, just based on their general demeanour and also on your knowledge of military things, you probably don't really think these people are soldiers. In fact, you probably think they're highwaymen. Who are pretending to be soldiers. Okay, I whip a hand axe at the one with the short bow. <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> wow, you guys are acting a lot quicker than any of these people. Uh, <laughs> that's certainly true. Alright, T, uh, I'll get you to go ahead and make that hand axe whip first, yeah. and then we'll get into the order. Mm-hmm. Cool, so, cool. How far away are they? Um, what's the short range on the hand axe? 20. Like, okay, let's think, like, width of the car, the road. Yeah, we'll say that the one with the short bow is within short range. Fantastic. That's <laughs> easy then. Uh, all up, that is a 20. Yep, that'll hit. And damage we are looking at... Uh, 2 plus my strength, which is 5. Dang, 5. Okay, so this hand axe, like, thwacks through this guy's, uh chain shirt with a uh, meaty thud and next in the order is my boy Jody standing down the road you're probably like if you're standing a little bit behind so let me paint the scene for you you've got uh, a cart that's in like kind of in the center of the road and I imagine you guys are kind of coming up on the left of it Mm -hmm. and then probably like 10 feet in front of you is uh, Duncan standing next to this like chainmail clad lady and then you've got these two boys sort of like behind her and a little bit uh, or probably on either side like one on either side of the road we'll say the guy with the short bows the guy on the left of the road that Titus whipped a hand axe into Mm -hmm. and the guy with the short sword uh, is standing on the right side of the road. Can, so, I, can I make the short bow guy? Uh, how far? What's your range? 30 feet. Uh, if you're 10 feet behind him and he's 20 feet from T, you sure can. Yeah, I, I rush him and uh, attack with my bow staff. Uh, Sweet. Double-handed. Yeah, do it. Uh, how does a 17 do? Uh, do, yep, a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, what am I rolling? A D8. 8 plus dex is uh, 11. Dude, you cave his head in with this thing. <laughs> like, just charge up to this guy and just fucking dunk on him with this short bow and you just, like, feel the life drain out of his body as he collapses into the dirt. Um, and then, is there anyone in range of no. me? Or Okay. Uh, 
So That's this guy's dead, um, and the like merchants who are standing in this rich cart like let out like this wail of horrors, <laughs> like just like axes and people I'm dying. You're kind of like standing over the top of the corpse, be like, like uh, might have been a an escalation. I'm not sure, but I, I mean, I'm he defending people. He realised that yeah. they were highwaymen. I will draw my sword, sword, step up, and take a swing. Short sword? Uh, sorry, great sword. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> draw my great sword, yeah. step up, and take a swing at the uh, fake sergeant. We'll just go ahead and call her what she is, which is Sergeant Kane. Sergeant Kane. Mm-hmm. Well, she's about to get caned. Woo! Um, bring it on. Man, you got some real banter there. <laughs> Uh, it's 18 plus, so there's 23 to hit. You know it. And so, gonna roll some sweet little damage dice. It's a couple of D6. We're looking at a 5 and a 1. I'm gonna re-roll that 1 because of my fighting style. It's a 5 and a 3. That's 8. Plus my strength. That's 11 damage. Jesus Christ, that's a big hit. Okay, cool. Uh, next in the order is Drazilia. Oh, um, yeah, I sort of flinch backwards and accidentally do Ray of Frost. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. At which one? I sneeze, Ray of Frost. In surprise? Um, or? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Who's still alive? So the lady. The lady. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one guy dead. And the short sword boy. Um, and also right, some merchants in the car. I'll short sword because I've got 60 feet. Yep, that'll hit me. Um, is 24 to hit. God damn you guys in these um, rolls. Yeah, that'll hit. D6? Yeah. Oh, no, D8 it should be. Alright. It's a 3. Is there an attack? No. Okay, so. okay no. 3. 3, but he has his movement slowed by 10 feet. Mm. Um, and he's 20 feet away, right? He's 20 feet away from nice. the lady and... and uh, Duncan. So, uh, next in the order is the lady, uh, Sergeant Kane. So she pulls out her short sword and tries to attack Duncan. Uh, I assume 11 doesn't hit you? It does not. She tries again with her second attack. Oh! And, uh, does 16 hit you? It does. Okay, so Duncan is going to take... Six slashing damage. Mm. <laughs> How many hit points does Duncan have? Well, I had 13, now I'm down to 7. You okay. goofy boy. The, the, sh- uh, the short bow boy is dead, so it's time for the now ray of frosted short sword boy to charge up and uh, also take a swing at you with his short sword. Oh, and, uh, come at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear lord, why is it getting so racy in here? Uh, six probably misses you, right? It sure does. Yeah, okay, so that's uh, the end of their turn. We're back around to Jody. Cool, uh, I rush Sergeant Kane yeah, and try and attack it. Um, ooh, uh, 14. Uh, no, that won't do it. Well, do you get a bonus attack, or is that only if you hit? Oh, only if I hit. Sweet. Duncan. I will slash at Sergeant Kane with my greatsword. Cool. That's 12, there's 17 to hit. That'll do it. That's a 6 and a 3, so that's 9, plus my strength, we're looking at 12 damage. Uh, yeah, uh, you cut it right in half. Yeah! <laughs> Sergeant Kane is now in two pieces on the ground. Uh, the merchants have fainted. Like. Yep, yep, the merchants are just like, like, they're actually leaving. Like, they've got their cart moving and they are booking it, like, down the road as fast as they can, now that you've distracted these soldiers with their death. And, uh... <laughs> It's time for Drazilia to act. Wait, who's left? Just the short sword boy that you the already ready frosted. frosted. Um, alright, I'll just frost him some more. Yeah. 
15? Yeah, that'll do it. No, it won't. No, it won't. Ha! Take that! <laughs> um, it's his turn, and he starts running. He's running away into the woods, so you're going to get an attack of opportunity on him, and so are you. Nice. Uh, the two melee boys. Uh, 23? Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, what's that? Uh, 9... Uh, so that's nine damage, and then I take uh, a second attack. You don't need to, because <laughs> you've killed him. You've killed a fleeing man. I <laughs> you so feel good about Possibly that. can't with an attack of opportunity. You guys have successfully made mincemeat out of these highwaymen pretending to be soldiers, and it's probably been something like 18 seconds, and <laughs> Garrick shows up, having just run up from the cart, and he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He said he probably doesn't say that. Uh, Garrick shows up and he says, By the gods! <laughs> you made short work of them! What the bloody hell happened? They're just like wiping blood off our faces. Yeah. All of you. They're um, bandits. They were pretending to be soldiers trying to impose a 30% tariff on those innocent merchants. Well, I got stressed. 30%. <laughs> yeah. It really was ludicrous. <laughs> I'm all for supporting the truth, but my god. <laughs> Two hours later, you've yeah. finished digging the graves and doing your little burial. It's getting dark at this point. Should we just camp for the night and head out tomorrow? Oh, hang on. Was there another cart? Is there another wagon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can take the wagon too, right? Are there horses? There are horses. So, I mean, like, we can just have two wagons now. We can start a convoy. So Garrick, Valeria, and Jody are in one wagon. Are they up front? Oh, they probably have to be up front. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're leading the way. Uh, so, are you guys just riding on into the night? It's getting dark. I don't know how many of you have dark vision. Certainly not me. I do. I do. Certainly not me. Uh, well, maybe, we should, maybe we should rest. Yeah, okay, let's rest. Yeah, because it's probably not wise to travel if yeah. we don't all have dark vision. You guys can camp for the night, yeah. take long rest. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. No all worries. Right. So, yeah. you guys sleep, you wake up, and you can get back on the road. It's worth noting, um, you will have noticed when you're in the cart with uh, Garrick and Valeria, that she is kind of like dictating where to go out of this like nondescript leather-bound notebook that she has on her, like that she guards pretty closely. Uh, She's got like a a backpack which is full of like different tomes and texts, but there's this one particular notebook that she's kind of like reading uh, different sort of stuff to Garrick from that you can't really, you know, you don't really cotton onto it that much. Sure. Um... So, after probably, it's probably something like the uh, early afternoon when Valeria says that you guys should pull up the carts and uh, proceed on foot because the temple is off into the woods to the northeast of where you've been travelling on the road. I mean, surely we could continue on horse. Yeah, you could. You could take the horses. And you proceed for like an hour picking a slow path between the trees on these horses. And then, after an amount of time, you come to a clearing. And on the far side of the clearing, you can see there's, like, a hill which sort of is, like, leads off into the trees. And in the front of the hill, there's, like, a sort of half-crumbled-down archway. And uh, Valeria notes, ah, that's it. That's uh, the temple that we're looking for. Um, what are all of your passive perceptions? 15. 13. 12. Okay. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> Panic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to roll a perception check, yeah. to be honest. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, I think we should approach the, the archway. Yeah. Sure. Okay. We'll do that. Uh, with with uh, suitable degree of caution. Yeah. Can I get your marching order as you walk out of the trees into the clearing? I would say me first, presumably. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll Probably side by side with Garrick, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll go the rear. Garrick and Duncan uh, walking first, then I guess maybe Jody with Valeria mm-hmm. and uh, 
old uh, We're wagon so, yeah. yeah, sure. So, uh, as you guys walk out into the clearing, a spear whips out of the tree line near the entrance and <laughs> smashes into Garrick for <laughs> a total of... Jesus Christ. Yeah, Garrick's unconscious. <laughs> Garrick has been dunked okay. on by... It's actually a javelin, uh, more precisely. And can I get you to roll initiative? Yes. But near the... Yes. So uh, the hill is kind of like back into the tree line a bit. Uh, it's kind of like... So imagine there's like a semicircle of trees mm-hmm. and then a hill. Yeah. That, and that makes up the clearing. The clearing is bounded by the hill with the entrance and a semicircle of trees around it. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, it's from the tree line... Left side, right side? Left side. Left side mm-hmm. of the... Yes. I assume, given that we're looking at the entrance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, everybody roll initiative. 14. 17. 16. Okay, so the next thing that happens is a wolf bursts out of the tree line, uh, roughly near where you saw the spear emerge from, and uh, it spends its entire turn getting over to you, Duncan. Mmm. I gotta roll Garrick in. Uh, so just at a glance, w- roughly the number of feet to the tree line would be something. 80 feet. About 80 feet. So uh, next in the order is Duncan. Well, I will. Is it like right in front of me? It's at you. It's at me. Yep. Well, I'm going to pull out my great sword and see if I can't chop this bugger in half. Cool. That is 19 to hit all up. Yeah, dude. And we got the 2 and 6 for damage. That's 5 and 2. I'm going to reroll the 2. That's another 2. So that's 7 plus my strength is 10 damage. Dang, dude. This wolf is still alive, but it is hanging in by a thread. Uh, that's next, right, wolf. Next in the order is Drazilia. Alright, um, I'm going to go Ray of Frost on this wolf. Go for it. Uh, yeah, 24. Yep, that'll do it. Whoa. And it's dead, because it doesn't matter what you roll. As long as it's, <laughs> as long as it's not zero. The, the wolf is now yeah. dead. Next in the order is my boy Jody. Uh, I reach over and I cast uh, Spare the Dying on, on Garrick. Garrick. Oh, you beautiful boy. So what? Oh, he's what's now, that do? Uh, he passed his saving throws. He, he's like, now he, stable. He's, he's stable, yeah. Oh, that's nifty. Yeah. So, yeah, right, we should clarify. You took magic initiative, yes. right? Yes, so I got, a, I got a couple of cleric spells. I right. got uh, Guidance, Spare the Dying, and Bless. Very cool. Uh, all right, well, Garrick's now stable. That's very good of you. So the next thing that happens is that a bugbear, a large furry man, essentially comes charging <laughs> yes. out of the tree line, and he can't quite get to you on his turn. Uh, but that's him done. Garrick is now just like on the ground, stabilized but unconscious. And Valeria, who's up next, hoofs it back into the trees <laughs> as fast as she possibly can, saying, uh, I trust that you all have got a handle on this, <laughs> and just kind of hoofs it away. So, uh, next in the order is the dead wolf. So it's back around to Duncan. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, someone, uh, stay with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm gonna run up and. See if I can't cut the bugbear in half. Yeah, um, you can try. I think it's less likely than the wolf, but... Yeah. Uh, you, might, you might need to crit. Yeah, I'm not going to do that with a one. Ah, uh, so, you did crit, but crit miss. Yeah, crit yeah. miss. Sweet yeah. little crit miss. Yeah, very good. Uh, in my hastiness to slice. Yeah, well, that's the first time you've not hit something, so yeah. that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, next in the order is Jody. Uh, I mean, I guess I, yeah, I rushed the bugbear. Yeah, very cool, yeah. very cool. Go um, ahead. 
23. That'll do it. Uh, that'll be 8 damage. Mm-hmm. And then I attack him again with my bonus action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one won't. Okay. Uh, very good. Very yeah. good. Okay, so you hit him with your bow staff for 8 damage, which he doesn't like very much. <laughs> but it's now his turn. Oh, God. Uh, so, the bugbear pulls out the very large morning star that he is holding in his hand and swings it at the little man in front of him with What's the it? big sword. I am a Sorry? man. I am a dwarf. Yes, the little dwarf. I suppose I'm a dwarf man. Yeah. A little dwarf man. Um, cool. So, swinging at you. Does 17 hit you? It sure does. Okay. <laughs> this is going to get rowdy. Yeah, it sure you, is. You are about to take... Oh, it's not so bad. Um, seven damage. Oh, that's all right. I can live with that for the moment. Mm-hmm. Couldn't necessarily live with another one. No, no. Um, you might die with another one. How many times can you cast Feather Dying? Many times I want, baby. Oh, baby! Yeah. <laughs> what a spell! Yeah, that is um, quite a spell. Cool. So, uh, next in the order, it's Duncan! Yeah. Um, I am going to use my bonus action to regain hit points equal mm-hmm. to 1d10 10 plus, plus one. my fighter level because I'm going to use second wind. So I'm going to roll a d10. Is that bonus action? Yeah. It sure is. It's a fighter feature. It's very cool. Uh, that is nine plus my level. So I'm back on full health. Very good. Very good. Um, and then with my actual action, I'm going to slash at this... Bugbear with my greatsword. Bugbear. Because that's what I do best. (laughs) (laughs) For those playing at home, T said, I'm going to attack this thing because that's what I do best. And then proceeded to drop his dice on the ground and fumble around. Not once, but twice. But twice. (laughs) And fumble around like an idiot. Uh, 18 plus 5, that's 23 to hit. I'll do it. We're going to get a couple of D6s up in here. There's a three and a four, that's seven, plus my three from strength is ten damage. Nice, okay, you get like a good old like cut into the side of this bugbear yeah. with your greatsword. I imagine it's kind of at waist height because you're a dwarf and you're just kind of like swinging this greatsword into his hip. Yeah, whoa. But, uh, Can you paint this bugbear picture for me? What, what, what is it? It's like a large furry man wearing leather armor. Like he's very tall, like he's probably something like seven feet tall, if not taller, eight feet tall. He's kind of wearing leather armor strapped to him and he's carrying like a big spiky club. And uh, he is going to, now that it's his turn... Uh, is it? Who just went? I just went. It's Strasilia's turn. All right. How's, how's he looking? He's, I mean, damaged. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. I'll just Ray of Frost then. Cool. Um, ooh, crit miss. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, I guess I'll hit him then. With the bow stuff. Yes. Very good. Hit again. Uh, uh, how does 14 sound? Not very good. Well... <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, next thing order is the man with the big spiky club, and he's going to swing the big spiky club at you, oh, wow. the good little monk. I'm missing him this time. Yeah, well, you did hit him with the staff before. That's true. Uh, and that's going to be a hit with 22, and he's going to hit you for, yikes, how does 10 damage sound? Um, unconscious. Fuck <laughs> 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 terribly sorry, but uh, I don't have magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume none of yours is healing. No. Woo! down now yeah. cool 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 very good okay well, let's finish this bugbear before he executes our friend yeah very good um, so next in the order is Duncan boom boom I'm gonna swing my big old sword at him 20 all up I'll do it then damage dice we're looking at 4 and a 5 that's 9 plus 3 from a thing is 12 damage oh yeah you cut this boy right in half yeah that's what <laughs> I do <laughs> great sword 
uh, and your two unconscious friends are lying on the ground before you, as is a big dead bug there. So it's now uh, Drazilia's turn. So you can rush over and try and stabilize uh, Jody. You've got to make a medicine check. Oh, yeah, I... Nat 20. Oh, damn! Oh. I'm pretty sure you come back to life on yeah. one hit point or something. Yeah, yeah, with a that sounds right. I'm going to rule that that's what happens. <laughs> so basically, I don't know what you do, I guess, just, like, uncave his chest from where the morning star <laughs> crushed it, and he just, like, <gasps> like, shudders back alive on one hit point. But you've done it! You've murdered a large ferryman! Congratulations. Thank and you. Valeria comes in and says... I'm so proud of the lot of you. Are we just leaving Garrick? Like, he's, he's stable. He's stable. He's stable. Okay. So he just needs to sleep it off. We should probably just have a short rest. Yeah. While we're waiting, can I do an investigation on the, the arch? Yeah, you sure can. Right. Two. It's made out of stone. I turn to the boys and I say, guys, it's made out of stone. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was like early afternoon when you stopped the car, then it was like an hour, and you're taking a short rest. So it's probably like three, four o'clock uh, by the time Garrick comes back to life. Does he now need a short rest as well? Uh, yeah, probably. Sure. So Garrick's going to spend an hour... Has anyone got a healing potion or something? No. No. Garrick's going to spend an hour bandaging himself up, um, and it's probably like approaching evening now, like five o'clock, and you guys are standing in this clearing. You guys want to push on into that uh, little ruin? Yeah. Let's, Let's push get on. into that ruin. All right. Valeria is now saying, well, it's uh, getting a little darker than I intended it to be by the time we get here, but I suppose, you know, <laughs> things happen on the road. Uh, yeah. Onwards, shall we? Garrick was fucking, like, kebobbed. <laughs> like, what, what, is, what is your, like, I think it's a pretty good reason. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, like, standing Jesus. and tapping his foot while Coming back from the we're dead. Bandaging yourself yeah. up. Like, Sorry, we're, we're just waiting for him to come back from the dead. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you guys walk into this chamber, uh, the first chamber inside this uh, ruin. And you can see in front of you, there's like a large metal door, which is closed. And off to either side of the room that you're in, there's a tunnel. So one's left, one's the right. What do you guys want to do? Can we see anything down? Uh, you can see both, I mean, with your dark vision and the light, you can see that, like, both corridors extend downwards and then they turn, like, in the direction you're facing. So it's kind of like, so the, the one that goes down to the left turns off to the right, and the one that goes down to the right turns off to the left. Cool. So they're both kind of heading deeper into sort the of hill. like, cool. kind of behind the door sort of thing. Yeah. Should yeah. we roll d20 and take, like, evens, evens right, odds left? Highs is left. So we're going right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. uh, off you proceed to the right, and you can kind of see, like, with the light, that this is, like, once upon a time, this was, like, a reasonably, like, uh, nice, like, this sort of, like, ruined carpet underneath your feet. Oh. Um, there's, like... Shag pile, or...? Uh, probably not shag pile, probably, like, threadbare. Okay. Um, and there's like sconces in the walls where torches could go. There's uh, torches hanging around, but none of them are lit. And uh, you proceed along, and then uh, you turn to the left, and there's more corridor in front of you, and you can sort of see down the way it opens into a, a space, like an open room. And <clears throat> are you just proceeding down into the space? Mm-hmm. Yep. Great okay. sword at the ready, obviously, because it's the light. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I imagine it's kind of like similar marching order, like you and Garrick up front, Duncan, and then Jody with Valeria, and then bringing up the rear. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, you guys emerge into what looks like the ruins of a reasonably large library. There's, like, bookshelves essentially lining all the walls. It's a square room, and bookshelves go 
up the three walls that don't have the little passageway that you just came into them on. Uh, so, you can all look around the room. What do you guys want to do? Uh, well, I guess first off, a perception check to see if anything mm-hmm. is obviously odd. Uh, 19 with my 3 is 22. Okay. You can see a flicker of something moving along one of the bookshelves. Uh, everybody at the ready, there's something moving on this bookshelf. Which wall? The left one. The left one? Mm-hmm. Um, this is so... I love this, like, methodology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as this is happening, all of a sudden, Trazilia, you feel icy hands gripping around your face and everybody roll initiative. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now I would roll bad. 21. 16. 7. <laughs> all right. Let's resolve first the icy hands gripping your face, Trazilia. Uh, the... First thing that you need to be aware of about that is that you're going to take four damage and... Oh, God. And your strength goes down by two. It was pretty low to begin with. What was it? Ten. Okay, so it's now eight. Do you die if it goes to zero? You sure do. Is it the same for any stat? Or I think so. Or maybe not all of them, like intelligence or wisdom, but if you get con or strength to zero, you just die. Wow. So, um, now that this thing has gripped your throat, anyone who whips around can see a dark shadow gripping Drazilia's face. Mm. And top of the order is Jody. Um, is, uh, yeah, I, I cast Bless. On everyone? Yep, on the three of us. Okay, yeah. cool. Not uh, so everyone, everyone gets... Sorry? Like, how many people we can cast it on? Three. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, uh, so yeah, everyone gets 1d4 to attack rolls or saving throws. Cool. So when I said that the thing's gripping your face, it's not actually like covering you. It just like has reached out and grabbed you. And uh, so you can still speak or whatever if you need to. Um, Cool. So next in the order is the shadow gripping you. And it once again tries to drain away some of your energy, but critically misses you. So don't worry about that. Uh, Next in the order is Drazilia. How do you critically miss when you are holding? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, this is what I meant to say. It's not grappling you. Like, you're not restrained by it in any way. Uh, it just, like, reached out and, like, it's, so like, it's sucking. So do things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, sucking energy out of you. Hmm. It's a shadow. Yes. All right. I'm going to try... Can I just try and magic missile? Do it. I mean, you won't need to try. You, you can, can just magic missile. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, like, what if it went through it or something? It's just oh, I think magic is going to be our best bet on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think I might be useless for the next little moment. So, I'm going to magic missile. Yeah. What do I do again? 3d4 plus 1 on each one. So. All right, all oh. three on this shadowy Shadow. fella. Yeah. Four. 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 Oh. Holy shit. Does that mean you deal 15 damage? Five, four. Three, four. Jesus Christ. Max, that's like 15 damage. 15 damage. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, that's very rad. Uh, this thing is not dead, but it recoils as these like three fat fucking bolts of magic like come out of your hands and whip into the thing that's like right next to you. And uh, it just like recoils away from you. And next in the order is... The thing that you spotted, which is, don't worry, not another shadow, uh, <laughs> it is instead a little man made out of smoke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know which one of these is more likely to be something I can tangibly kill. Okay, so the little man made out of smoke uh, bursts up to you, uh, oh, well. Duncan, and he attacks you with his claws. And does 15 hit you? 
It sure doesn't. He sure doesn't pierce your armor then. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> next in the order is Valeria, who sort of just runs down the corridor as fast as she can. Uh, after that is Garrick, who pulls out his short sword and slashes at this uh, shadowy creature that is uh, attempting to strangle Drazilia. And he hits it. And it doesn't matter how much damage he does, because it's dead. Uh, so he manages to like slice through this like shadowy air, and it just kind of dissipates. Uh, leaving just a little smoky man floating around in yeah. front of you. Uh, next in the order is Duncan. Um, this is just one one order. The yeah, one yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big old greatsword slash at this little smoky man. All yeah. smoky. Go right ahead. Big smoke with a little smoke. That's 18 plus five. That's 23 to hit. Yep, that does it. That is eight plus three. That is eleven damage. Cool. Okay. Uh, he kind of recoils and doesn't like that very much. Uh, Seriously? He's still alive? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's he's hanging in. Maybe there's some resistance going on in there. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Indeed. Um. <clears throat> next in the order is Jody. Uh. Yeah. I rush over and I attack that uh little smoke man. Go ahead. Uh. Ooh. This is so weird. Nine. And a D four. 12 plus 5, 17. Yeah, you hit him. Hey. Bless is useful. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, where am I? Uh, so that's 5 damage, and then I attack him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21. Yep, you hit him again. Yep. Uh, and so I do a D4 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3 damage. 3 damage. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's still there, but he's now looking pretty rough. So next in the order is Drazilia. Can I use my bonus turn to, like, try and persuade him to... Oh, no. Speech is a free action. Speech, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to ask... It is an ability check. Uh, I'm going to rule that it is, just for the sake of moving things along. Which is... I'll leave it. Um, Alright, so I say to the smoky man... Smoky man? What? (laughs) Yeah, I summon all my charisma. I say... What are you doing here? You're inexplicably charismatic. Yeah, he uh, doesn't respond in any language that you understand, and okay. it's now your turn still, so please. Yeah. 18 for Rain Yep, Frost. that'll do it. And 5 damage. Yeah, he's dead! Hey. You straight up kill this little smoky man, and he also dissipates back into the darkness. So, did uh, he have pointy features? Yes, yes he did. Cool. Ah, he's metagaming. Oh, <laughs> real cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know all the D&D monsters. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, there you go. You've done it. So, what do you guys want to do? Well, let's poke around this library. Go ahead and make some checks. Some investigation checks, let's say. 14. 8. 14. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I'll say with 14, you can find, like... It's sitting on one of the shelves towards the, the back wall of the room. There's just like an old looking key sitting on the shelf. Wow. Uh, also, in the corner of the room, uh, near where the key's sitting on the shelf, is a skeletal corpse. So you probably didn't need much of an investigation check to see that one. Uh, <laughs> but there is a skeleton there. Mm. So you take the key, and yeah. what do you guys want to do? Well, I'm going to say, let's try the key in the big locked door. Hey, that's some good reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So you guys head back to the central chamber and unsurprisingly find that this key slots very nicely into the lock. What you're struck by upon entering the chamber on the other side of the door is like a big... It's, it's like 
dusty and it's old and you get the impression that no one has been in here in a really long time. The smell gross. It smells like kind of just musky. Like there's no mm. like deteriorating corpse smell or anything, okay. but it definitely like doesn't smell great. Uh, it's just kind of like, as I said, you get the impression no one's been in here in like probably longer than any of you have been alive. On the other side, so this is kind of like a long barracksy type chamber. There's another door. Leading deeper into the hill. Well, shall we continue to that door? Sounds good to me. This other door on the far side of the room, it's not made of metal. It's made of intricately carved wood, and it's not locked, or doesn't appear to be locked. Right. Okay, so how are we proceeding through this door? Probably standard marching order. Mm-hmm. Just entering front. through the door? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Pull, that, pull that bad boy open and show me what to hit. I like the way you think, mate. Just like the old days. And oh, I, love this. Fucking, like, I love this fucking... He's like, shake, brilliant. rattle, and roll. And pushes the door open. And uh, you enter into like a really large space where there's some... You can see... like you, you kind of can see by the fact that there's a few sort of windows up high on the distant wall that you've reached the back of the hill in which this little sort of ruined temple is situated. And there's light streaming in. And uh, it, it kind of looks like the room that you've entered looks almost like a church. There's some abandoned sort of rotting wood pews on either side. The door you've opened opens into like an aisle running down the center. And on the far wall where these windows are below is just like a large stone wall absolutely covered in like intricate carvings in a language that none of you can read and in fact have never seen before. Um, Valeria gasps and says, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Uh, just, I guess, wait around. I'll just spend some time copying this down. And she sort of starts proceeding over to the wall, getting her notebook out and her quill. And she's like very excited. And she's like already jotting stuff down off the wall as she walks over. Um, what do you guys all do? Uh, perception check. Real Go quick ahead. Before she walks, if I guess. Mm-hmm. I rolled two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurry along beside her, even though I currently can't Okay, cool. That's fair enough. Garrick does the same. He's, like, quick to her aid. Um, And you don't see anything. There's no emerging threat. But you do hear, once you get about halfway across the room... You shouldn't be here. Leave now. Uh, I'm totally down with doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Valeria says, I can't. I have to copy this down. This is my life's work. It's so much more important than you could possibly understand. And she continues across the room. I really, like, reluctantly draw my post. Uh, Lyria, you have, like, one sentence to explain to me why the hell this matters, or we are leaving right now. In the middle of that sentence... (laughs) Because she's proceeding further into the room, despite the directive to stop, a spectral figure that kind of looks like a robed, slender type emerges in front of the altar, and, uh begins to move towards you. And also uh, appearing is another sort of wispy little smoky man. Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> Damn it, Valyria. My initiative's five. So I'm clearly too busy trying to talk to this yeah. infuriating okay. scholar. Got a six. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Welcome, welcome to the garbage round, everyone. <laughs> Get excited for... What's your next one? Uh, uh, two. Okay. Okay, so let me paint this scene for you because the first person acting is Valeria. Mm-hmm. So you've got Valeria like moving as quickly as she can across this space towards this distant wall. And you've got appearing in front of you this like uh, spectral, slender, robed figure. 
uh, and a little sort of smoky, uh, harder to focus on figure next to uh, this spectral figure. And uh, you've got these like shafts of light lancing down into the chamber and like creating pools of light in like periodic locations on the floor. And uh, Trezilia, sorry, not Trezilia, Valeria uh, stops a distance away from the wall and sort of off to the left away from this spectre kneels down and just begins furiously copying down notes. And she says, you just have to keep them off me. This is so much more important than you could possibly understand. And uh, she is sitting there and Garrick rushes over to her side and uh, draws his sword and says, if you want to get to her, you're going to have to go through me. And uh, the first of you guys to act is Drazilia. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to magic missile. Whoa. The, the, the clicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, here I go. First dart is a four. Nice, so five? Five, four, and four. So that's with the plus ones? Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. Holy that's smoke. So, so 13. much. So 13? Uh, yep. Jinkies, that is like good damage against this yeah. spectral shape. I should have like uh, stuff my clothes. Yeah, well, you good whip thing. another three fat fucking bolts of magic out of thin air and they yeah. lance across the room and like spike into this thing. They do pass straight through it, but you do see it kind of like recoil in pain and you hear again, And uh, next in the order is Jody. Uh, yeah, I rush to the spectre that... Mm-hmm. Can, can, can I get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure yeah. Can. I rush there and I attack it uh, two-handed with my... Okay, go ahead. Uh, does a 22 work? It sure does. Seven damage. What kind of damage is that? Uh, bludgeoning. Okay. Um, and then I attack it again. Uh-huh. Um, that one is 18 to hit. Okay. Two damage. Okay. Do, do I just... Uh, I've got, like, 15 passive uh, perception. Do I notice anything about as I'm hitting it? Your blows go straight through it, but it does react to them. Okay. Cool. So next in the order is this thing, which moves straight through you. And, uh, yeah, it's very spooky and very <laughs> chilly. And right over to Garrick and uh, attacks him. Oh, critically hits him. Oh, <laughs> Man, Garrick is such a waste of space. Oh my god. He's just getting dunked on. And, uh... Yeah, just like... Oh, no, no, he's unconscious. He's not dead. But he is on the ground, very unconscious. And it has the same effect to you guys. I I charge up and swing my greatsword at the spectral mm-hmm. figure. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, roll it angry. <laughs> yeah. That one was a two, guys. <laughs> Seven yeah, all like, I yeah, think yeah. that's a, that's a miss. Yeah. By rage. Sure. Um, the next thing that happens is the little smoke monster uh, wor- oh worms its way over to you all. So in a nice little line, he's got uh, you and Valeria, and I guess you're no longer in his path. Um, Conceivably, Garrick. Garrick's unconscious, but but he's still he, in the line. Yeah. 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 Uh, and oh. he smashes out a cone of smoke. And I need you guys to all make some sweet, sweet uh, deck saves. My deck save comes up at uh, 17 with my plus two is 19. Mm-hmm. You're totally fine, but Valeria yells out, Ah, I'm blinded! 
and mm. she is blind uh, for the next little while as a result oh, of this cloud of smoke. Teach her. Um, so she now spends her turn like struggling her way out of this cloud of smoke and moving closer to the wall. Uh, and next in the order is Garrick, who makes a death saving throw, and you don't know the result of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next in the order is Drazilia. Um. All right. I'll try Ray Frost. So are you trying this on the spectral figure? Uh, yes, yep. 14. Uh, that'll do it. 6. Cool. Very cool. So this figure's starting to look weak and, and it's saying, Even if you're best at me, don't know what you're dealing with. And next in the order is Jody. Uh, I rush over and cast Spare the Dying oh, on Garrick. Oh, thank goodness. Garrick's death. Like, yeah, I, I run over and, like, power slide. Yeah, like, <laughs> through the spectral fissure yeah. and the smoke man. Yeah. And you just, like, yeah. <laughs> like hit him with a hot can. Is it touch? Sorry, it is, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah so it's, like, knee slide yeah. through all this shit and, like, yeah, saves his life. Uh, very cool. Next in the order is the spectral man who uh, attempts to grab you, mm. uh, the most armoured person still within his reach. Uh, but probably 10 doesn't hit you, hey? Nah. Yeah, probably probably nothing happens then, really, as a result of that. And it's your turn. I'm going to take another swing at him. Yeah, do it. Uh, looking at 17 to hit this time. Uh, that'll do it. Nice. Couple of D6s. Looking at 3 and 2, re-roll that 2. That's a 5. That's uh, 8 plus my strength is 11 damage. Uh, cool. So, as your sword uh, pierces through this spectral figure, uh, you see that it pretty much instantly disintegrates, and there's this, like, deafening, like, sound. It's not a scream, it's more like a concussive burst that sort of echoes through the chamber, and the smoke creature just disappears, and uh, everything goes profoundly quiet. We shouldn't be here. <laughs> um, what do you guys want to do? We turn to look at Valeria and just, like, cross our arms. <laughs> she is saying, look, I'm sorry, but as I've said, I can explain this later. Just, if anything else comes in, keep it away from me while I finish copying this down. And she just promptly ignores you and starts copying things down off the wall again. She's now no longer blind, by the way. That's a magical effect that goes away when the method dies. Um, Garrick's nearly died twice. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I say to her, tell me what this is. Tell me what this is all about. She just says, not now. We've got a long road home and I'll tell you about it then, but do you really want to spend longer here than we have to? All right, then. I'm going to make an arcana check. Mm-hmm. Nat 20. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what do you want to know with that arcana check? Um, if, just if anything pops as familiar or if, like, I can deduce anything from... Um, I would say that the magic that you've encountered here is decidedly unfamiliar to you. Right. And that is something that you can remember from that, that it is, like, not like magic you've encountered before. Boys? And that's where episode one wrapped up. So for this next part, I've skipped through the level up from level one to level two, which you can hear at the start of episode two if you're more table talk inclined. We pick up right after the events of episode one with what Jody is thinking about everything that's just occurred. I personally was thinking at the end of last episode, like, I'm not sure how 
Jody as a neutral good character is sort of sitting there for 200 gold watching all this stuff happening and not at least talking to you guys as in like talking the three of us being like should we do something about this or are we just like in for the ride play the role play my dude whatever you want Jody to do yeah um I think Jody sort of like ushers these guys slightly away from um mm-hmm. uh our, our scholarly friend Valeria um and yeah just sort of checks in and being like where do you guys land on this? Because, like, I like money, don't get me wrong, but 200 gold for my soul, potentially? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, I really want to know what's going on. You think she's holding something back? Well, she's demonstrably holding something back. If you recall, um, you may remember the scenes, this is immediately afterwards. The last thing Valeria said in the last podcast was, I will, we've got a long ride back to town, I'll tell you as much as I can about it later, basically. But right now I have to do this. I'm willing to hear her out. Um, mm. have a story. Yeah, okay. I think that, that convinces Jody. I think. Yeah, all right. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to roll forward a few hours, and I'm going to say that Valeria sits there copying the walls down into her notebook in detail. She spends the rest of the day doing this, and it, it's getting dark by the time she finally puts this um, nondescript notebook that you saw her carrying earlier down, closes it, and kind of sighs and says, well... I think that's about all I'm going to get out of here. It's probably getting on a bit. I think uh, probably we should make camp and head back first thing in the morning. How does that sound to all of you? Yep. That's probably the most sensible. How about you start explaining some stuff whilst we make camp? So you guys head back into that little bunk room, and I guess you can light it up with some various magics and uh, prepare yourselves for, for the night. Mm. I think like Jody asked Drozzy if, uh, if you could light his bow staff sort of thing and just, just try some like little like flips and tricks and that sort of thing. Like some like flaming poi balls yeah, kind so, of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's there like spinning the staff around exactly. and like jumping over it. And, just yeah. keeping dexterous. You know? Yeah, just putting on a show. Yeah. Do a performance check. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so bad at performance, <laughs> but he's just such an, an innate All right, make performer. an acrobatics check then, oh, if that'll yeah. make you better. <laughs> well, never mind on that one, I guess. Um, I had plus five as well, but that's uh, seven. So. You're all not very impressed by uh, Jody's tricks. What do you guys want to do? So I feel like now is an excellent time for our employer to explain what we're doing here and what this place is. Uh, do you want any particular wording on how you're asking her this? Or? I Yeah, as... As uh, Duncan is, I guess, getting ready to to do this, I cast Guidance on him. And so you have a D4 to add to any ability check. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to make an Intimidation check. Going off not like I'm trying to menace you, but I'm trying to scare her about how bad things could go if we don't have the intel we need. Okay. Um. And it is like a charisma thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not just sure. like... You didn't come lost that intel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I'm basically like, I say to her, like, look, we need to know everything we can know about this place or we could get killed in our sleep. We need all the information you've got on this location and what was here and why we're here because I need to know what we're up against if I'm going to keep us safe. So that's uh, 10 on my D20, 1 on my D4. And then two from my proficiency, so that's a nice little 13. I'm going to say that, combined with the fact that she's not going to be intimidated, per se, uh, allows her to say this. As far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, and some of this knowledge has come from what I've just found and and what you 
we've all helped me find today, we should be safe here. This ruin should be essentially inactive now. Perhaps I can say this. I'm part of a small, clandestine group of academics searching for lost knowledge. I don't mean to go too deeply into it now. Perhaps there'll be time later. But we believe, and we have good reason to believe, that this knowledge may have a significant impact on the war, the entire world, and all of the people who live in it. And right now, what I need is to get back to Carthus University and share the information I've found with my colleagues. If you all don't have the stomach for it, you can escort me back to Ashbrook and I'll pay you for your services and make my way from there. But you've shown yourselves to be worthy and capable. And if you're up for it, I'd like to hire you on the rest of the way to Carthus. I think perhaps three of us will need to think about it. Take your time. What What's the group you operate with? Go ahead and make a, I don't know, persuasion check as to whether she wants to tell you. Yeah, I don't think she wants to tell me. That's, she'll a, say, that's a nice little two. She'll, she'll say, most of us are scholars who work at the university in Carthus. Jody turns to her and says, but, <laughs> but can you tell me, your, your caravan friend? Because <laughs> we uh, took the caravan, like, we took the, uh, you know, she, the wagon together. She says, perhaps on the road. Right now, I need to do some thinking. All right, mm. let's just take a group huddle. Mm-hmm. So, do we literally just, like, shuffle back? Yeah. Like, bear, in mind, bear in mind, at this point, like, if you recall, like, Garrick was unconscious but stable. So Garrick's probably, like, kind of just, like, sitting there, nursing his wounds, patching himself mm. up, sitting on a bunk. He's he's on for the journey. He's on for the ride back to Carthus. How? <laughs> How does this man sit through that He's not fight? going anywhere until he's had a long rest, but I don't think any of us are. How is he like, <laughs> you know what, it's been pretty successful so far. And I'm... <laughs> And how is she being like, you know what, Garrick? What's her name, by the way? Valeria. You know what you could do is ask him. Yeah, I mean, like, Garrick, will you be, if we were to continue on this journey, would you join us? Absolutely. I'm in it for the long haul. Why? I believe in Valeria, and I believe in what she's doing. What do you know about it? What I do know, I believe that she's one of a small group of people who may very well be able to save the world. Look, all I know is I trust her. She took me in when I was living on the streets of Carthus. She gave me a job, and I'd follow her anywhere. Is Carthus the capital city? It is! It's also the name of the kingdom. Wow, okay. I take a knee, put my hand on Garrick's, and say, I trust you, Garrick. And then I step back. Why? He says, uh, thank you. <laughs> I think I say, and my axe is... <laughs> That's the appropriate yeah. next yeah. step. Me and yes. Garrick have been... I've saved Garrick's life, like, That's two true. or three you times really now. Like, I've, got a, I've got a real bond. Like, you have no idea how many times I've saved his life. All right, all right. <laughs> Jesus. You've got that spare the dying cantrip, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, this is some good cantrip picks, dude. Does he mean after when we served together, he was homeless in Carthus? Yes. And she took him in? Yes, correct. Okay. Or... Oh, that's so sad, dude. If you... Yeah, the I mean, homeless war vets? Our nation's or... veterans, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, if you ask him to elaborate, he'd say, after we returned from the war, Duncan, I uh, washed up in Carthus City and I took a little bit of a fondness for the drink. And uh, before too long, I found myself sleeping on benches, living on the streets. I was hanging around the university. And over time... Valeria took pity on me. She'd bring me food and water and occasionally a bit of change. Eventually, she started hiring me to do odd jobs for her around the university, running packages here and here and there. After some time talking, she found out I was a veteran of the war and uh, she hired me to escort her to a number of potentially dangerous places. 
This is just uh, the latest in our last six months of tracking around, chasing down leads on this uh, mysterious knowledge that she's tracking down. Well, I guess uh, if you're in for it, I'm in for it, at least for the moment. (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm feeling more into the, you know, fringes of society, like, um, I don't know how I feel about this capital city business. I mean, surely being a capital city, it just has more nooks and crannies to hide away in. An interesting point. Um... I mean, I suppose I could just learn to disguise myself. I mean, I don't need a disguise. I don't know what you're implying. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm up for the trip. Cards on the table. It, it's- Jody has just been, like, wiping his eyes from that story that Garrick told and so hasn't really listened to anything you said. He's still very much in that moment. Uh, but he's just kind of, like, nodding mm-hmm. along. I just think we should be mindful mm-hmm. moving forward. Very mindful, of course. Um, what have we got to lose? Like, not for a good time. <laughs> I love that that's like Brazilia's <laughs> defining <laughs> character trait. It literally says, ideals, a good time. <laughs> Ideally, a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. funny. I mean, yeah, if something better comes along, um, I'm open to that. But for now, I reckon let's go with this adventure. Hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go through with it just to make sure Garrick ends up safe on the other side of it. Me but... as well. <laughs> <laughs> So, what are you guys doing? Bear in mind, um, Valeria is sitting there. She's pulled out some of the books that she took out of the library, uh, not her notebook. And she's kind of flicking through those idly, setting the ones that she doesn't think are that important in a smaller pile on the side and just kind of having a browse. I think uh, Jody turns to Drasilia and says, you are an incredibly charismatic person. <laughs> Do you feel like maybe... Um, negotiating a deal with Valeria for us, our team, the squad. I just nod my head knowingly at Jody. Um, I'm going to approach Valeria. Before you go, I like finger guns guidance at you, so. Um, I approach Valeria. I just put a gentle hand on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Come in for some girl chat. Oh, good. Um, this will be very good. <laughs> I'm going to open with like a one-liner about the book that she's reading. Like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, nice stuff. <laughs> and then I just drop straight into, like, yeah. how are you going to compensate? <laughs> so more like a charismatic and, like, a Alec Baldwin 30 Rock sort of, like, business mogul yeah. type. Do I? I don't fuck around. Yeah. All right. All right. I now make a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. You did, 12? Did okay. you? And the, I did give the you guidance. D4? Yeah. yeah. Okay. D4 guidance. Three. So 15 altogether? Okay. And you're basically just asking for money. Uh, cool. So she'll say, ah, of course. All I really have on me now is some small personal expenses and the 600 gold I already owe you, which I'm happy to pay you now in good faith if you take on the rest of the mission. Once we arrive back in Carthus City, I'll have access to, uh, much more funding at the university. And I can afford to offer you each 500 gold for the rest of the journey. That sounds pretty good. Is there room for, do you think, like, I don't know, an honor? From the city state, <laughs> in the event that this does actually save the world, I think we should be recognised. She says, "I, uh, I'm not sure that the king really would be up for that." And she looks kind of pensive. I'm going to have to discuss it with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
You do whatever you think best. I just look back over and I hold up like a, a five and a zero. Get thumbs up. All right, we're in. All right, fantastic. So you guys have signed on for the trip to Carthus, which should be maybe a week's ride, assuming you don't run into any troubles. And uh, first thing in the morning, you can set out on the road. So you can walk back out from the temple, no issues there, back out through the woods, and uh, off you can go on the road. Rather than heading back to Ashbrook, you guys are going to turn the other way and head on to Carthus. You're heading west through the ash wood. Uh, I'm going to say what happens is, after some time uh, getting out on the road, she'll say, the reason that... I wanted to sign on uh, some extra muscle for the trip back to Carthus City is, uh, I suppose I can tell you now, we aren't the only people looking for this information. It's highly sought after due to its value. And uh, as far as we know, it's scattered in a number of locations. This is the first one we've ever been able to find. But uh, we might run into some people who are also hot on the trail. Who else is looking for it? I don't feel that I can divulge that at this time. But suffice to say, some reasonably well-equipped forces. I think we're entitled to know the nature of this information. Are you seeking to make a weapon? Is it, like, some sort of lost battle technique that you think will give us the upper hand? Like, what what are we actually searching for here? And she... I might make a persuasion check with that one. Go ahead. Um, yep, so I got 16. Okay, she can say, well... Uh, you're not searching for anything, I must reiterate. Uh, but you, you make mention of a weapon. I'm certainly not looking to create a weapon. Certain elements might be. If anything, that's what I'm trying to stop. Hmm. Just so it's clear, Jody is just practicing flips on top of the caravan. Yeah, I guess it's moving this whole time. Yeah, very, very good. Um, So, uh, I'm going to say, you're coming to the second day of your trip where Valeria's been letting you onto a little bit more information. When, with your 15 passive perception, Jody, I'm going to say you notice, before anyone on the front cart notices, that next to an upcoming bend in the road, there's what appears to be a black chariot, which is to say like a small platform that one person's standing on with a horse on the front of it. So it's like a little one-person cart sort of pulled off into the scrub. I You're in the back cart, bearing yeah. in mind. I run and jump onto the other other cart to like let them know. Okay. And you're not telling anyone on the back cart or what? Oh yeah, I'm, I probably I probably like sort of like like mention to Garrick sort of thing like, like look up ahead and then I'm I say like I'll tell the others and I run and jump onto the other. Do you know the secret? Of course. Okay. Do you want to roll for that? <laughs> no. I'm gonna say at this point what happens is you nudge Garrick, you point out what's going on. Valeria snaps to attention. You're jumping through the air onto the next card when Valeria just says, "Oh gods, run." And she, like, tells Garrick to put the spurs to the horses, and, uh, basically, you can overhear that and do what you will, but her advice on this situation is to just... Uh, yeah, her, am I flying through the air at this point? <laughs> yes. Okay. Her advice in this situation is to accelerate <laughs> as, as fast as you can. Like, uh, or yeah. away? Well, either, but to get away. So, you've noticed this one chariot, uh, and it's kind of, like, up around the bend, probably stopping and turning around would take longer than just blazing through. Yeah, I'd land and say blaze, blaze. <laughs> <laughs> so safe to say you're all accelerating? Yeah, let's 
which uh, I thought we all looked towards the rider, Shimano. the driver. Well, but also well, I'm literally driving. Yeah, the wagon. driving the wagon. Yeah. Um, so you guys really fucking like put put the spurs to it, and uh, I'm gonna say this road's two carts wide. Do you reckon you're riding a line or side by side at this point? Um, I, I was kind of picturing in a line mm-hmm. we haven't talked about road width but yeah, I, I think probably a line yeah yeah I mean certainly you were riding in a line but now that this is the situation do you reckon you're going to form up into like I think a line still alright cool so you guys blister around this bend that was coming up and as you do might uh, be worth having you back on their car as you move around this bend and you get a better look at what's going on you can see that there's not just the one chariot that you saw on the left side of the bend there are in fact five chariots and a wagon waiting to pursue. But seeing as you guys take off so quickly, you kind of get the jump on them. They were expecting you to just be moving along at a regular pace. And so one of the chariots, uh, which was the one that you happened to see, falls away behind the pack. And so coming up behind you in terms of pursued vehicles, you've got one wagon and four small chariots. Go ahead and everybody roll initiative. Okay, so... First to act are the four pursuit chariots, and they fan out behind this, like, yeah, let me, let me set the scene for you. So you've got blazing up on the road behind you a, like, bulky, what appears to be quite well-armoured and uh, all-black wagon. These chariots are also, like, black wood and, like, black detailing. The riders are wearing black chain, and uh, they're pursuing you as fast as they can up the road. And you can see off in the distance this remaining chariot that you kind of got the jump on because they weren't expecting you to blaze right through. Uh, so the first people to act are these chariots who pull up. I'm going to say they can only really spend their turn like getting up to the back cart in the line and it takes their entire move to catch up to you. And then uh, that's the end of their turn. So you've got four chariots kind of like sort of two at, like, the front of the rear wagon, two at the back of the rear wagon. And you guys are all on the front wagon. Jody's sort of crouched on the roof of the... Because I imagine these wagons are kind of like a sitting section at the front and then a small kind of covered section at the back. I imagine Jody's kind of sitting, like, on the roof section of this front wagon talking to you guys, and the back wagon is behind you, and the chariots are kind of pulling up alongside. Uh, and the next person to act is Jody. Cool. Uh, so... The, f- the frontmost chariot, mm-hmm. what can I see? Like, are they just people on there sort they're, of thing? So they're, like, horses, and mm-hmm. then, like, in the back, if you imagine, it's, like, a sort of wooden, like, uh, fronting on it that they're kind of standing behind, like, using the reins over. Mm-hmm. And you can see that they're people wearing armor, carrying weapons. Cool. And, uh, yeah, on this little platform. Okay, I... Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I rush and, uh, like, with my quarter staff sort of thing, I've got 40 feet of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get to the first chariot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so you're only jumping over onto the other cart, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say you can just naturally do, because I imagine they're like as close as they can be to each cool. other, basically. Um, cool, cool, and then cool. you can, so you're standing on the cart and you can try and like hit the guy riding the first chariot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go for it. Uh, cool. Uh, that'll be, uh, 20 to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. Beautiful. Oh, max damage, so that'll be 11 damage. Nice. Uh, into his head, and then I will um, attack him again with, like, an unarmed strike, mm-hmm. which I get to do, because I'm a monk. Uh, and that one will not work. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say you brain him pretty good. And he's not, like, down for the count, but he's, like, looking pretty woozy. And uh, the next person to act is Dun Khan, driving this front cart. Yeah. Um, how close to me are they? Because- the length of a cart. So probably 15 feet? 15 feet. I'll say 20. So if... 20. Okay. 
Mm. Okay, so what I'm going to say is for this turn, I'm going to tell Garrick to go up past me on the left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Can I, like, pull to the right and do a hand axe? Or do you reckon not both those things? This guy's, you know, 15, 20 feet behind you. You pull over this way, you've now got to, like, get across the wagon. He's probably further from you. Yeah. So I'm going to say your hand axe is going to be a disadvantage if you're going to try and throw it. Um. What if I do the hand axe first? Yep, you can do that. Cool. Cool. Okay. So this is the... What? Which one? The guy that uh, Jackson the guy hit? He okay, hit, yeah. cool. Come on. That is going to be a 19 to hit. Yep. And it's going to deal, that is four, seven damage. Yep, cool. He's dead. So that uh, axe sort of thwacks and like rips through the chain shirt on the front and the guy kind of like falls backwards off his chariot and the horse just like runs free off into the scrub uh, and kind of stops once it realizes it can't get the chariot through the trees. Uh, And you got three chariots behind. Next to act is Drasilia. All right. How do you feel in terms of like taking out the wheels of the chariots? What are you trying to do? If I were to, like, magic missile. You can certainly try. Uh, all right, I'll just zone in on one of them then. Mm-hmm. I'll try and take out the wheels. One wheel? Okay. Each one plus one. Ten damage. Was that with all the plus ones? No. Each one is plus one. Oh, so 13, 13, damage. 13 damage. Whoa. Okay. I'm going to rule that this wheel, like, like, <laughs> fuck. Uh, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Yes, the wheel is broken. The guy riding it fucking jumps onto the side of the cart as the chariot, like, careens off into the, like, scrub on the other side. So I'm going to say that seeing as you were off on the right, this is probably the lead chariot on the right. Um, so that, that that chariot's now gone, but the guy's still there, hanging off the right side of the rear cart. And was it, like, the lead chariot on the left that, that he we, took out? Yeah, we, uh... you guys took out combined. Yes, correct. So the next thing that happens is, on the pursuit wagon... Uh, two people with longbows pop out of, like, a hole in the roof and fire. And I'm going to say probably the only people they can see are, like, Jody, who's standing up, and I imagine, like, Drazilia, who's just, like, hung around the side of the cart to fire these uh, magic missiles. So, uh, Jody, against your AC, my dude, that is going to be an 18. Yeah, that'll hit. And a 10 against Drazilia. Oh, dang. Okay, so uh, these people also get multi-attack, so they're going to attack again, and that's a 10 and an 8, which I imagine neither hit either of you. No. So one longbow bolt thwacks into Jody Mastana for a whopping 6 piercing damage. Much, much. Yeah, and that's their turn. Uh, it's now Garrick's turn, so he takes your advice and uh, mm-hmm. pulls his card up like alongside yours and ahead of it a little bit. Um, so he's now probably like one cart length in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say all he can really do is, uh, sort of stand up and like turn. Oh, he's got a guy hanging off his cart, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He just tries and like, like to brain him with his short sword that he pulls out of his scabbard and tries to sort of swing off to the side. So Garrick is whilst driving a cart, like accelerating, like one handed trying to like get this guy <laughs> off the side of his cart and he misses him unsurprisingly oh, given the circumstances. Yeah. Don't taste, and, idiot. don't taste and drive, kiddos. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that happens is the guy who's there next to Garrick takes a swing at him uh, with his short sword. I'm going to say he climbs onto the cart first and then he attacks Garrick and uh, he connects and uh, he deals. Yeah. <laughs> if they knock him out, you're going to have to drive the car. <laughs> I only got water efficiency. Yeah, Yeah, it's not a water vehicle. You're going to have to talk him down. uh, Okay, so this guy uh, hits him 
for an amount of damage that you can't see. And the next thing that happens is the second uh, of those guys, uh, the, the rear left cart, like, pulls up to the front of the thing, and he tries to jab at you with a spear, <laughs> Jody, and does... 22 hits your AC. Sure does. I bet it does. Jody takes another three piercing damage as this spear sort of, like, gets him in the side. How are you doing for hit points? Not great. Yeah. (laughs) I bet. Um, Cool. The next thing that occurs is the last guy uh, breaks off and accelerates over to the cart on the right with you two guys on it, Mm -hmm. uh, the cart on the right, and I'm going to say he can get there and try and climb on, but that's now his turn, so we'll see if he can get up. Yeah, he gets up with that athletic score. So he's now standing on the cart, and that's his turnover. Cool. So next in the order is Jody. You got this boy in front of you. Yeah, I want to run full speed and double foot kick him off the off the um cart. Sick. Yeah. Uh, cool. What do you want to make a melee attack? I guess. I mean, it's unarmed, so you're proficient. Yeah. Uh, cool. That'd be seventeen. Yep, that hits him. Does he get like a a, a save to try? And yeah, like... I'm gonna say he gets a save. So you hit his AC, and then I guess the mechanic here is probably something like. Go ahead and make like an up and down strength check for me. With advantage, because you're like strength running. Strength or in... dexterity. Uh, Keeping in mind, martial arts, you use your opponent's uh, strength and weight against them. I'll allow it. So Make a dex roll <laughs> with advantage based on the fact that you did like a running sick two foot okay, kick. Okay, so that one. Um, 21. Yep, he goes flying off the cart and he fails his check to grab onto it. So, like, you fully, like, fucking do a sweet martial arts kick and this guy just goes flying, like, tumbling off into cool, the scrub cool. on the side. And then you see, like, A-team style, like, he, like, you know, shakes his fist at you, <laughs> like, lying around. He's not dead. So, next is Duncan. You've got a guy who's clambered up onto your cart. He's standing mm-hmm. next to you and Drazilia. And you can see there's another guy sort of in this chariot who's just, like, sort of, like, reaching into their cart and, like, poking at uh, these guys with a spear. And you've got this pursuit wagon behind you down the road a ways. Yeah. That has two guys with, uh, or, yeah, two people with longbows, like, poking out the top and firing arrows. Can I greatsword the dude on mine, or would I have to, like, use a hand axe? Um, so the great sword require two hands? It does, yeah. If you want to let go of the reins, I'm going to say you lose some speed and drop behind Garrick's cart, which is now in front of you. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And I'll say make an animal handling check for me, um, uh, seeing as you're letting go of these horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want the attack first or the check first? Let's make the vehicle check to see what happens to the vehicle. You're going to make the attack anyway. Um, so that is 15 plus my proficiency... 17. Which is 17. Yeah, okay. So we'll say with that, the cart stays on course, but mm-hmm. it does slow down a little bit. So yep. I'm going to say that there's now, like, a good, like, 20, 30 feet between you and the other cart that's yep. uh, ahead of you mm-hmm. um, as Garrett continues to accelerate. Uh, but, yeah, you can make a great sword attack. Cool. Um, so I make a swing at this dude. And that is going to be a 14 to hit. That's not going to do it, I'm afraid. Ah, well. He sort of deflects you with his shield. Uh, and the next thing that happens is Drazilia does whatever she wants. All right. I'd like to poison spray the dude on my cart. Oh, sick. The guy that Tom just tried to hit? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do it. How does that work out? Um, I'm pretty sure you just have to make a... Con save? Yeah. Yep. Uh, does 12 feature save DC? It should be 8 plus proficiency plus charisma. So no, it won't. Cool. So he's poison sprayed. What What happens now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, 1d12 damage. Do I roll that or do you roll that? You roll. You. Right. Oh, damn. Two, is there a modifier? No, no. there's not. Two poison damage. <laughs> Delicious. Um, all right, cool. The next thing that happens is the longbow guys stand up onto their cart, and uh, the cart 
can only really see the guys on your cart now. The only people that can see. Um, does 18 hit your AC, Grace? And does 23 hit your AC, Tom? Yes. Okay, so, Grace, you take uh, five piercing damage. And, Tom, you take six piercing damage. Okay, then. Second attacks. Uh, the guy that shot at you, Grace, missed. And the guy that shot at you, Tom, does 22 hit you? Yep. Another six piercing damage. Okay. How are you doing? I've got ten hit points left. Oh, that's not so bad. And you've got that yeah, second but another round of that, I'll be dead. So, next thing that happens is Garrick acts, and he kind of, uh, cause he only needs one hand to sort of lean over and swing at this guy on the chariot with his short sword, and he hits him. Uh, Garrick, you beautiful for boy. a beautiful amount of damage, that boy does. Uh, cool. So, <clears throat> next to act is the guy who just got stabbed, who now uh, tries to stab at this sort of... Uh, marauding uh, fighter who's just attacked him with his uh, spear up onto the cart and he misses Garrick. The guy that's on your cart tries to attack you, Duncan. Oh, and I'm assuming that Seven does not hit your AC. It does not. So he misses you as well and Jody, it's your turn. Yeah, I like just grab my quarterstaff and like just try and brain this dude that's on the cart with Garrick. Go for it. Uh, 20 to hit. That hits him. Uh, 9 damage. Mm-hmm. And then no, I... He's, he's dead. Oh. You beamed him real good. Cool. And combined with the slash from Garrick's thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's not quite on the cart, by the way. He's, like, hanging kind of on the side, cool, still right. in his chariot, and, like, stabbing people with his spear, mm-hmm. like, up onto the cart. And, uh, yeah, so he now, like, slumps against the side of his chariot, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of slows down as the horse is no longer being spurred forwards. And uh, he's dead. Cool. So, I feel like at this point I should... Mention what Valeria's been doing this entire time yeah. that none of you have asked, which is, if you look back, I suppose anyone, so you and Garrick can see, but you guys can't necessarily see, uh, sitting on the front cart, sort of like in the covered section towards the back, she's holding her brown notebook and she's just like, her eyes are like wide open and she's like flipping through pages and she's reading like and, and like muttering shit, like... To herself, under her breath. As Can you just, like, whip an axe or something? Um, do I have any more movement in my turn now that I've, like, brained that dude? Or Yeah. Can I try and get across to the other... You're going to have to jump 30 feet. <laughs> hmm, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, cool. I'll save, I'll save that card. Like a net 20? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you fail, you fall into the right. How, how, many, how many feet can you jump without a check? Your, Your strength, strength score. score. So, like, 10? Yeah. It'd be mine. And then if I use key, I can get to 20 without a check. And then how it would be. What? Whoa. What yeah. is that feature? It's just, it's basically like kind of like a rogue's, um, like disengage sort of thing. But during that time, you, you get double jumping. Whoa. Yeah. That's sick. So I can jump 20 feet easy. 30 might be a stretch though. How much of a DC would it be to like clear that extra 10 feet? Or would it be strength, I guess? Or I'll allow acrobatics, but. Like, I'm not going to tell you the DC yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> like, um, He's trying to jump 30 feet, yeah. 10 meters, world record long jump. Yeah. Right? Like, monk powers all consider the yes. fact that he's using his key to do so. So you can go ahead and make this check. I'm going to say it's not outside of the realm of possibility. But like, you fail. you're going to fall and throw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I see him getting ready. It's and a before 19. Uh, na- that's a natural jump. 19. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Plus what? Um, I mean, uh, what, is it acrobatics or is it strength or? Uh, 
I'm gonna say or athletics or athletics will do 21 21 yeah all right fuck it with that and your key abilities i imagine you have to burn some key points to yeah. do that yeah one of them you <laughs> fucking like clamber up onto the back of the cart and take this like huge striding leap he lands the jump uh he like thuds down like hell cool like onto the deck like nails the landing i did just like i finally stand- did one <laughs> <laughs> says Jody. You did a cool start. Yeah. Does he say I finally did one? Yeah. As he does yeah. it, yeah. I feel like you're going to retire, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're done. If that was Jody's turn, it's now Duncan's turn. You got one guy left on your card here. Uh, how sturdy does this wagon chasing us look? You said it looked very. Very, yeah, okay. I might do the same thing as last turn, see if I can get this guy with my greatsword. Yeah. Um, get him out of the way. Yep, you can make another vehicle um, driving check. Which means I assume we will fall back closer to the other one. You will. Yeah, but, uh... Make a vehicle driving check to see what yeah. happens to your car. Uh, I guess, and I'll also say, hey, Jody, get ready to board. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a um, 16 with my proficiency. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make a swing at this dude. And that's going to be 18 to hit. Yep. And that's going to be uh, 12 damage. Okay, Cool. He's looking pretty, pretty woundy. Yeah. Uh, but he's still standing on there. Okay, so, uh, it's Drazilia's turn. So, there's the guy still on ours, and he's looking yeah, pretty peaky. Yeah, he's very nearly, yeah, on his way out. He just got, like, a nice, good uh, slash, like, across his arm from that great sword, and so he's kind of, like, stumbling a little bit. Surely I could just push him off, right? You could try. I mean, that would be, <laughs> like, a strength check. Like, there are rules for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can enter a strength contest with this man. Yeah, my strength isn't great, so I'll just, um, I'm just gonna wang a dagger into his face. Oh, man. You're just gonna try and, like, stab him yeah. in the face? With a dagger? Yeah. Okay. Christ! You can throw daggers, right? Yeah. What's better, your strength or your dex? I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna swing. Go ahead, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> I miss his face. Okay, so <laughs> what did you roll? Six. So, the next thing that happens is instead of the longbow boys firing their longbows at you, this cart accelerates off to the left and pulls up essentially alongside you guys. And instead of firing arrows at you, a large harpoon fires out of the front of the wagon and snags the rear axle of the cart containing Valeria and Garrick and yanks it back to them. Fuck. At that point, things begin to happen very quickly. You see this hulking, imposing wagon with black metal plates covering most surfaces and black, armoured horses frothing at the mouth, straining in pursuit of the smaller wagon on the end of the harpoon. You see the front section containing the drivers of the black wagon. It's barred and fully enclosed. You see a driver, focused intently on the horses, and you see a black, robed figure standing in the driver's section, observing everything and saying nothing. You watch as Valeria and Garrick's wagon is drawn closer and Jody dodge a swipe from the wounded soldier still on your own wagon. Can I hit him back? Yeah, take a swing. 17? Yep, that'll hit him, and uh, your minimum damage should be enough to finish him off. As that's happening, you don't see Valeria stop muttering to herself and snap her head up from the book she's been feverishly leafing through. She turns to Garrick and says, We aren't going to get away, Garrick, so I need you to do something for me. As you finish dispatching of the soldier on your wagon, the rear of Garrick and Valeria's is drawing near the front of yours. You see Garrick clambering up to the roof with his sword sheathed and something clutched tightly in his left hand. He makes a jump for it and... lands safely on your wagon, turning back to look at Valeria's immediately. 
As Garrick makes the jump, the black-hooded figure in the other wagon looks surprised, but not yet alarmed. Finally, you see Valeria. She's climbing onto the roof of her wagon. She looks different now to when you saw her last. She seems larger, or taller, but you know she's not. She glances over at you all, and then reaches down to her neck and grabs something. It's a small pendant that you recognize as one she's been wearing since you met her. She holds it up, and you see her mouth begin to move, and the pendant begins to glow. A bright white light spreads out slowly from the pendant and down her arm, over her torso, and then her entire body. And then, it begins to slowly envelop the wagon she's standing on. Once it's covered her wagon, it creeps slowly onto the harpoon, and slowly, along the chain tethering it to the black wagon. You see the black hooded figure start with shock, and it isn't long before his entire wagon is glowing as well. The light starts to get brighter, glowing in intensity until the four of you can't bear to look at it any longer. You shield your eyes until you see it start to dim. You lower your hands and turn back to the source of the brightness to see it fading away. You can't quite put your finger on it, but it seems like it's fading from the inside out. Eventually, the light fades away entirely, and with it, both wagons and the scholar Valeria. Alone now, and safe for the moment, you bring the wagon to a stop on the side of the road. Garrick turns to you, Drasilia, and reaches out, brandishing the object he was clutching when he made the jump. You recognize it immediately. It's Valeria's leather-bound notebook. You look to his face and see Garrick bleary-eyed, choking back tears. His mouth opens and he mumbles, She told me to give this to you directly. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. The feedback to all three podcasts has blown us away, so from all of us, thank you. We'd love to hear from you if you've got some thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter at Curio Network or at HGWLaid on Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes, or wherever you listen. It is actually really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept, and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade, and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. <laughs>